You guys, a uh, quick question before we get started. What's that? Uh, you know, uh, Forrest and Aldo and Randy and Hickson. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. You heard of uh, Vera and Bader and Rousey and Rickson? Wait, Rickson? You mean Hickson? Yeah. Oh, here we go. But do you recall the most infamous fighter of all? Oh my god, Jason the Mayhem Miller when nuts took off all of his clothes. Whoa, 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 dude, whoa! Hey, 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 no, 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 just. Just no. Stop. <clears throat> Try again here. Uh, Connor, he beats up uh, old man. Even dude, if the really dude, stop. Old. My God. Stop, Mark. That's not going to work. We're not going to put that on the podcast. What's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. Wes, Wes, let's get started. Mark, I'm sorry. You're going to have to sit out a couple of plays. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Before we get started with this episode of the My MMA Podcast, we would like to wish a very special person a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, John Hess. Merry Christmas, sir. And Happy New Year to you, sir. We love you. <laughs> Viewer discretion is not advised. I'm the man. I, I, I'm what everyone is watching tonight. I feel like I was the main event. What if three friends pretended they were professional podcasters talking about the greatest sport none of them have ever competed in? It's like the great Ecuadorian philosopher Chido Vera once said. If you want to kick with a kicker, make sure you're ready for kick. This is my MMA podcast. Hey, all you couch warriors out there. Welcome back once again to the snow-laden, candy-caned, adorned, bow-topped, and cranberry-filled magical land known to all the good little boys and girls around the world as mixed martial arts. Mm. It's a land where flying reindeer have been replaced with flying knees, where the fat guy with the beard goes by the name of uh, Big Country, and the closest thing you're going to find to a happy elf is Henry Cejudo, wiping blood off of his face after he quits pretending like he's retired and starts blasting his way through Dana's Christmas Village again. This is episode 50 of the My MMA podcast, known through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, past the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops, and all the way to the Lincoln Tunnel, as the most violent family-friendly podcast on the internet. Now, as you all know, most of the time the holidays are in jeopardy. All it takes is a little Christmas cheer to turn things around. But as you also know, sometimes the only way to save Christmas is to embrace pure, unadulterated violence, start murking people, and then throw Alan Rickman off of Nakatomi Tower. So on behalf of me and the boys, let me say from the bottom of my heart, yippee Kaye, mother fighter. And welcome <laughs> to the big show. The big show. I, I was really proud of that one. By the way. That was fantastic. What that was. So it's like it's like all those movies we were talking about the other day, where there's they put in they, they cover up the cuss words with like you know gold darn the gold darn guy. It's like slug in a ditch. Slug it. That's slug in a ditch. Slug in a ditch. <laughs> you know. You know what Christmas movie doesn't get enough love is Gremlins. You know what I mean? You remember back yeah, in the '80s true. when the Gremlins records came out? Do y'all remember that? Yeah. Okay. I do. Well, good. They talked about a part three coming up soon, so that might be a good uh, good addition to 2021. Mm, bars really low, so here we go. <laughs> 
So step on over here under the mistletoe and get ready to give me a great big old kiss of gratitude because for the next hour you get to take a break from wrapping gifts and practicing your piece of the four-part harmonies for your acapella caroling troupe to listen to the greatest podcast you are currently listening to at this exact moment right now at this exact moment. And Mm. while the gift of this show is probably the greatest gift you will receive this year, we should still show some appreciation for the gifts we got this weekend from Wonderboy Thompson, Jose Aldo, and Rob Vaughn. And while we have Mm. limited action over the next few weeks, you got a -a one-of-a-kind signature series mint condition Marlon Morass TKO gift-wrapped with extra ribbons in the first round to bring up your holiday spirit and give you sweet dreams until you get to see Max Holloway dance on the big stage once again on January 16th. So without further adulation, allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. Mark Allen David, and with me as always are the four shoulders upon which this show is built. They are that extra splash of cinnamon in your eggnog, the candy on your Grandma Lucy's yams, and that unexpected candy cane straw in your hot cocoa. I don't think it's an exaggeration (laughs) to say that they are the true main and co-main events of my holiday heart. Mm -hmm. Mr. Wesley Edwards and DJ Trevor Owens! Merry happy, everybody. Merry happy to everybody. All right. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere we go. It's feeling like it. Okay. Well, ho, 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 happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and jolly Kwanzaa. It's time for the My MMA Podcast holiday edition of The Random Question. And this week, I'll be putting on my big red hat and giving you the greatest gift I can possibly imagine. Your dream fight. Your dream fight. Imagine you were sitting in a magical room, and there in front of you is a board filled with every fighter and every date at your disposal, and you get a magical holiday fight coupon that gives you the opportunity to pick any two fighters to fight on any date you choose with complete autonomy. The only rule is... There are no rules, and you get your dream fight. So sprinkle some holiday magic on us, and tell me what fight do you want more than anything, Mr. Trevor Owens? All right. I think I've mentioned this in the show before. I would like to see Khabib versus Kamaru for the Pound Mm. for Pound Championship. Khabib versus Mm. Kamaru. Mm. Nope, no pontification. Just, just straight, <laughs> just straight with it, right, right out of the gate. Okay, just you got, you yeah, got, that's what, you that's got all Khabib. <laughs> you got Khabib, absolutely on a tear. Hasn't lost twenty nine and zero. Kamaro has literally cleaned out that division. No challengers on his horizon that I think can push him, except maybe Leon Edwards. We will see. So I think that really is a who's who. I can't see any other fight. Uh, Jumping off the card at me as much as I want to see that fight right now. All right, Wes, what do you got? Ooh, boy. I got a anything, lot of them, guys. Anything. I'm going. Let your heart be free. I'm a little bit going to go unconventional. I'm going Ernest P. Whirl <laughs> <laughs> versus Cousin Eddie or, or oh, 
<laughs> or how about how about Ralphie versus Kevin McAllister? Because look, if you could take a BB gun to the eye. Oh, wow. If you could take a BB gun to the eye. And then on the other side of that, you have the mental capacity to put tar on steps with nails in it or put a tarantula on a perpetrator that's coming into your home or swinging cans of paint. There's some wits in there. I think there's some fight fight IQ that's going on in there. So Ralph, Ralphie versus Kevin McAllister. In reality, though, if you want to talk real, I'll say I'll say John Jones versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, How about wow. that? Whoa. Just, wow. Just, just, okay. for the, just for the fun of it. You know what I mean? I don't like either one of them, but it's kind of one of those fights. You love to hate both. So, mm. You know, mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Yeah, Trevor. Wes, unless Steve Mazzagatti is refing that fight, you can't bring a tarantula <laughs> inside of the octagon. But Maz comes back, may not allow it. Uh, that that's that was genius. I mean, how about how about John McClain versus uh, Clark Griswold? Oh, you know I mean? huh? how about that? That that's actually. Ooh, what are we doing right now? I guess what I mean, we're doing is dream the holiday the episode of the Miami podcast. <laughs> Why not? I'll tell you mine, guys. I know that this is one of those, like, like I said, it's my dream fight, so I don't care what anybody thinks. So I get to pick mine. I want Nate Diaz and Connor three. I want it. Mm. I don't care about the implications. I don't care. I want to see that when I want to. I, I just want to see it again. It's my own personal Christmas joy. I got my my coupon. I would take 100% uh, Diaz McGregor three. Ooh. Who wins, Mark? Who wins that? that third? Who wins that? Well, Nate, that, that. Nate's already won the first two. So what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> win the third one too. It's not. It's not complicated. Does that for me. be at uh, one seventy or one fifty five? Where's it gonna? Where are they fighting at? Ooh, yeah, I'd like to see him at a one seventy. That would be great. Okay. One seventy, absolutely. And I just want to give him plenty of time to argue about it. How about Snoopy versus Mickey Mouse? Huh? They got some Christmas movies in there. Who wins that fight? Huh? Linus. Yeah. Well, that was a callback. I mean, Linus always wins. I think Snoopy gets him because of the way he 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 got the best of that Thanksgiving chair in uh, the in the Thanksgiving episode. So I think Snoopy can beat Mickey. Uh, yep, this just went really sideways and slightly bizarre. But so bring us some piggy pudding. So bring us some piggy pudding. So bring us some piggy pudding and bring it right here. From the makers of the My MMA Cup, we present the My MMA Figgy Pudding. If you are not sure whether or not it's a win the first time, you will probably be forced to try it again. Figgy Pudding is made of sushi and the blood from the opponents of Davidson Figueiredo. This product is not FDA approved, nor should it be consumed by any human. Even you, Mayhem Miller. So if you want a new twist on pudding... Na 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 na. Get figgy with it. Na 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 na. We won't go until we get some. So bring it right here. Yeah, we had we had a fight night this past weekend. Incredible. We had Wonder Boy. We had some other fighters making some incredible memories for us. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna. Ta- I just want to bring up the Marlon Marais and the Rob Font fight. This is a guy who's ranked number 13th, 14th. Who was fighting top three fighter in the world. He came in. He knocked him out in the first round. This kid's going to have an incredible 2021. He's he's had a pretty illustrious career in that he's been fighting since 2008. And I think what's great about him is he knocked out a guy that he needed to, he he needed a name recognition. 
recognition. At this point, he's not had a marquee win necessarily, but this one put him on the map. And so now all the 35ers in the UFC right. need to understand that Rob Font is absolutely in, in the mix because he's going to bump into the top five at this point. He should bump into the top five, I should say. I'm not saying he's already there, but he needed Marlon Marias name recognition. And the fact that he's got jujitsu, the fact that he's got wrestling now when he when he hasn't really had it for most of his career, it just kind of kept coming and he kept getting better at it. You could see that his his striking was just on another level than Marlon's. And I feel bad for Marlon, but that's a fight that I that stuck out to me in last night's fight. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas to everybody! Uh, definitely, and I was, I think I picked this wrong. I think I picked the co-main and the main wrong, but uh, Cheeto Vera and Jose Aldo. But here's what mm. I think, okay? I thought the fight was one round to one going in to the last round. And Jose Aldo got Vera's, Cheeto Vera's back and he hung on him the whole time. But what did he do? What did he do? He wasn't raining punches on. He was trying submissions. Right. Cheeto Vera was actually punching him from underneath uh, when he was trying these submissions. I don't think Jose Aldo won that fight. I just don't. I thought Cheeto Vera hit yep. him more times in the third round. Just because you get somebody in a bad position, unless you attempt a submission, unless you rain down punches or elbows or whatever, you shouldn't win that round. So I thought Cheeto Vera won. Mm. I thought he outstruck him. And yeah. So do you think this is this is going to some fundamental issues in the judging, Trevor? Absolutely, as always. I I I have said this multiple times. I'm not fan of the ten eight or ten nine scoring system for mixed martial arts. I think that is meant for boxing. And honestly, I think that is an old, old system where you judge round by round. I really think I like the old pride days. When you judged who won the overall fight, that's what I like. And who won the overall fight to me, sometimes who I'm pulling for wins, sometimes who I'm not pulling for wins, doesn't matter. I think that's the whole basis of fighting. Who won the overall fight? I don't disagree with you, man. I don't disagree with that at all. It's actually a shame that guys can be more active on the bottom and, that, and it doesn't get scored. What get, actually gets scored is the takedown. Yeah, it's, it actually is kind of a that's, shame. That's right. And, and how many times have we seen that? Well, I was just going to say that was kind of the old rules and we just haven't evolved from that. You know, if you took somebody down, that was as good as hitting somebody 17 times in the face. And, you know, in the early UFC when we were trying to, you know, do this mixed martial arts, maybe that was a good idea, but it certainly is not a good idea now. Unless you're advancing your position or doing any kind of damage, it is just a position. Yep, and how many times have we been watching a fight together and then you see that takedown in the last 30 seconds? Because the one guy knows that if he can score that takedown, there's a pretty good chance that he can kind of get the the nod from the judges. And Sure. Right. It, it, in we we I mean it's literally all the time. It's like almost yep. every fight we watch, like oh he's going for the takedown, but why? It's not because he won the fight. It's because he's trying to score that that one point that's going to push him over the edge or make him look good at the end of that round or that fight. And it just it it's you know I think we all agree. None of us like it, but you know right now it is what it is. Davidson Figueroa versus Mark Brandon Marino. If if there had not been a takedown in that fifth round from Figgy, Moreno would have won that fight. Right. But but Figgy didn't really do anything with the takedown. He just kind of held him, you know, and they kind of scuffled around and scrapped a little bit, but it was nothing that was, there was no advancement, no submission attempts. There wasn't much ground to pound. So 
Figgy just wins the round just because he, he's able to get a takedown. Right, and it, especially because, you know, if someone's going for the takedown, it's it can be offensive to allow that takedown, to put yourself in a better position. And, you know, you might only have so much time in a certain round, but there's a lot of fighters, like you said, you know, you're going to fight better off your back. You let that guy's going for the takedown, but you you might want to get in that position to pull them into guard because you fight better that way or you have a strategy, but it doesn't look that way to the judges. And that's that's a shame. Merry Christmas to everybody. All right. So, yeah, on my side, I get uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Jeff Neal, which I picked this fight wrong. So kind of a fun deal for me. I, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed being wrong. So Wonderboy breaks Jeff Neal's win streak this last weekend and really did surprise me. I was not expecting right. it at all. But here's the interesting thing that he won for all of the reasons why I didn't think he would win, like why I picked him to lose. So this is his 11th career decision, and I called him uh air quotes, definitively, whatever, a decision fighter, uh, which plays into his style. You know, he he paces fights amazingly well. He picks good opportunities to advance on his opponents. But even more surprising to me, I was concerned about his age. And I think we can all agree in watching this fight that the 37-year-old came out fighting like a 27-year-old. Gosh, he, he looked amazing amazing and Sharp. absolutely phenomenal. And I don't know what's next for Wonder Boy, but I will not be so quick to count him out again. It just, it, that that would just be absurd. What Again, one of the things I love about the fight game is you can look at everything on paper and someone can prove you wrong. Now, nothing against Jeff Neal. He fought an amazing fight and he's like 30 years old. He's 13 and three, eight TKOs, three submission wins. He's still the type of fighter that he's going to push forward. He's going to learn. He learns from his wins and his losses. Obviously, I think that this is a this is going to be something that we're going to look back on and say, remember that time that Wonder Boy handled him and he learned from it. I really truly believe that he, he's got the champion's heart. Yeah, obviously has the work ethic. Um, sky's the limit for this guy. And no doubt, even in a loss, uh, one of the things, again, I love about a guy like uh, Jeff Neal, he made me a fan this weekend. He didn't win. But, you know, from a, from the fan's perspective and from his career, I don't think he lost either. I would love to see him go up against Jorge Masvidal, actually. I'd like to see that rematch. Yep. yep. That's, that would that's be fun. I'd like to see. I would just like to see him get, I'd like to see him get at least one more shot at the title. He's still got a lot of evolution left in him. And again, he's still young. <laughs> 37 years young. <laughs> and, you know, arguably came after Sam Alvey's My MMA Nicest Guy title that we just given away. You know what I mean? Like he proved again mm -hmm. why he's just the nicest MMA guy. Looking for a Christmas present for this December? Well, look no further than the Tito Ortiz Box of Wisdom. Every day you'll get wisdom from the Huntington Beach bad boy. You'll learn things like how to take care of your body. Not with me. I mean, I've only been off for a year and a half. Uh, I'm only 43 years old. I'm an old mature. I mean, I'm matured old. I mean, very fast. <laughs> but at the same time, my body hasn't matured great uh, just because of my father's really old. My, my father's 80 years old. My grandma's 100 years old. So my body is in great shape. You'll learn how to talk to yourself and you. Well, it is just uh, me, myself, and Chuck. Me, myself, and Chuck. Me, myself, and Chuck. Me, myself, and Chuck. Yes, you and yourself will be able to start living at levels you and yourself never could have imagined. Me, myself, and Chuck. You'll even learn how to do a post-fight interview, just like the Huntington Beach bad boy himself. Well, here we are with Seraldo Babalu. You did an awesome job. So why you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, getting an awesome submission there. I want to tell 
me what you see. Let's go ahead and see by the fight what you saw in the ring. Absolutely brilliant. Me, myself, and Chuck. And in this box set, you'll also gather wisdom on how to train your body and which day you need to be training. I train six days, actually six days a week, uh, five days a week. I'll train three days a week. Uh, one of those days, I'll train two days of the week. So six days a week, I'll be training. And when you're not sure if you should train six days, you should definitely go five or six days, possibly two, maybe even six days a week in your training. And that's just some of the wisdom you'll get in this brilliant box set. Me, myself, and Chuck. And finally, you'll also get <laughs> tremendous tips on what instrument you should have when you eat. He's, he's reaching for he's reaching for those grapes. He's trying to make his wine, and the wine's already sounding like a violin with that cheese and wine. Um. The Tito Ortiz <laughs> Box of Wisdom. Order it today. Well, it is just uh, me, myself, and Chuck. Me, myself, and Chuck. Me, myself, and Chuck. Me, myself, and Chuck. <laughs> on the 12th day of MMA, Dana gave to me Twelve months of fight past. Eleven Dana's angry. Ten Connor callouts. Nine Rousey arm bars. Eight Khabib takedowns. Seven Ortiz elbows. Six MLB smiles. Five roundhouse kicks from the one and only Chuck Norris. Four rampage slams. Three triple C's. Two Stockton slabs. And, and a, a retweet from <laughs> Hawaii. Yeah. Overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated. The way it's got to be, you gotta make your point known, even if you disagree. And if a judge likes your answers, you'll win eventually. So overrated, underrated, a game for you and me. It's Ooh. time for the final. Of the three-part holiday overrated, underrated series between Wesley Edwards and in 50 episodes. By the way, we hadn't even mentioned it's our oh. 50th episode, boys. 5-0. Big 5-0. Big 50, man. Mm. 50 straight we episodes. Turned 50. That me and Mark have spent about an hour, and Wesley has spent about 19 a week trying to edit this thing and get it right. So... I think we've all taken the equal part of this. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is the last round. And in 50 episodes, we still haven't come up with a nickname for Wesley. And Mark is still Mark the Shark, Alan David. And I am going it to rhymes. be the host of this third round. Are you gentlemen ready? Why not? Yes. This is, this is the tiebreaker, right? Roll the dice. Yeah. Sure. Because I've been keeping... Very, very Mark, good notes on who is up. On this. Mark won two weeks ago. Uh, we had a draw last week, and so I've got to win tonight. If, if we're to um, call that a good luck, sir. Okay. I wish you the best. Here we go. Or, or you could win ten eight and win. So we'll see how mm. it goes. Mm. All right. I tap thine gloves in midst ring. Here we go. Favorite toy growing up, Wesley. That you got at Christmas time. What was it? All right, buddy. It's the Cybertronian, a.k.a. Orion Pax, whose live action version was based off of Liam Neeson, a.k.a. the one and only Optimus Prime, baby. (laughs) I got the original Optimus Prime. I got the Optimus Prime. And do you remember those little... Yes, I mean, it's hard to beat Optimus Prime. You remember the cassette tapes, too? They were like like Jaguars and like they were like cats or something, but they were like... Yeah. As a toy, they were tapes. They were so cool. They would go into... Anyway, 
Optimus Prime. He's been one of my favorite characters along with He-Man. Like just such an incredible character. And I'm I I enjoyed the Transform Transformer movie, but I really mm-hmm. like they got a new Transformer show on Netflix now, and I'm watching that with my sons. It's like mm. I'm like, I love it. Full circle. Optimus man. Prime. Optimus Prime, baby, all day. Mark, what was your favorite toy growing up? Okay, so I'm going to try to win this round with a throwback of two things you have not thought of in a long time, but also with a story from my heart. Uh, So I was a toss-up on this one. Uh, It's either uh, my My Pet Monster or my Glow Worm. And I want to tell you, when I was six years old and I confronted my parents and told them that I was running away, the only thing that I wanted to bring with me <laughs> was my glow worm. <laughs> and they did That's follow so me to the street. This is a true story. Like my buddy. They followed me to the street around the house as I walked down the street with my little glow worm under my arm and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. Headed off into a new world. Wow. And you know what? Oh, new if you're gonna world. make if you're gonna make dreams happen at six years old. What is my favorite toy? Let me tell you something, my friend. It was that glowworm. <laughs> it was the only friend you have in this world. It was the only friend I Dude, had. I thought you were about to say Teddy Ruxpin or my buddy. Oh, I got Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> right. I got okay. Teddy Ruxpin one year. My buddy, my my buddy, my, my, buddy, my, my buddy, my buddy and me. That's a classic. Wait, wait. Did you guys ever put your Bon Jovi tapes in your Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> no. Was that a was that a possibility? Or your or your ACD? Yes, dude. His mouth moved with ACDs. It was fantastic. Anyway, go ahead, Trevor. I'm sorry. Wow, I feel like I missed wow. out on a lot of my childhood. No joke. I just put yeah. the I just put those boring stories in when my parents wanted to neglect me. That's awful. Anyway, so the winner of that round is going to be Wesley with Optimus Prime because yes! Mark oh! Optimus Prime. I, I knew it. Mark was trying to run away and cause the scene probably because he didn't get the last bit of granola bar inside of the uh, pantry or whatever. So I don't. I didn't like that story at all. I thought that was, uh, but I did like the glowworm. I think that's a great pet. <laughs> it was a true story. It actually happened. Well, I didn't like it. I, I I did like the glowworm, though. I thought that was really nice that you wanted that to be your little buddy. All right, number two. What goes on top of the Christmas tree, gentlemen? Is it an angel or is it a star? Mark, what's the answer? Um, it's a star, 100%, because it's what guides us and always has to the true meaning of Christmas. Presents. Mm, right. Okay, Wesley, what do you... Like what the three wise men brought to Jesus. They all brought him a present. And I think that we can all agree that at the end of the day, at Christmas time, the one thing that I care about most is what someone's going to give to me. Right. That's true. That's touching. Wesley, what what is it? What goes on top of that tree? Angel or a star? It's going to be a star... Uh, because that star is showing up this week, guys. I don't know if you know this, but the Star of David is going to grace our presence after 400 years. I don't know if you've been keeping up in the news, but um, apparently it's the same star that those wise men followed right to Jesus' manger, Mm -hmm. according to history. What did they bring with them? They brought a Bon Jovi tape, an ACDC tape, and a Teddy Ruxpin. (laughs) (laughs) 
and a gl- and a gl- and a glow worm. Wes won the round. Just just give it to him. It's fine. Listen, I saw the funniest meme, guys. I saw the funniest meme, but I'm going to try to do it justice. It was actually by for King and Country. It was like, yeah, after Mary's had a long hard night and delivered a baby in a in a manger and tired and been going for so long. All you need is a drummer trying to drum for Jesus. <laughs> All, right. All right, boys. I'm going to give that one to Mark because he said God, star stop first. Stop hitting and, the snare. Uh, st- the baby's trying to sleep, st- okay? <laughs> we don't need a drummer. Stop. Stop it. Ah, every time these guys come, you're wake, you're waking the cattle. It's ridiculous. I, have they? Don't, they're definitely they don't got kids. If they had kids, they'd know oh better. no. The one part of the story that we're not recognizing is Mary being like, seriously, Joseph, you invited a drummer. <laughs> I thought that's what you would want. Hey, stop pumping. It's it's magical. It's magical. You know what's magical? Ah. Childbirth, Joseph. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, peace be with us all. I, I guess uh, I guess I'll be I'll be sleeping here in the shed. But guess what? Next week you're going to be doing Joseph sleeping on the couch. Hey, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. Even though the drum is annoying, let's just be honest. The ox and the lamb kept time. Parumpa pum pum. Now that's <laughs> that's, right. that's that's right. that's some genius animals right there. Because you had an ox and a lamb over there hitting four four on the snare. That's pretty legit. Yeah, can you I just stop so. discrediting the Bible right now and let's move on to the next question? <laughs> Sorry, it was just too much. Like I felt, you know what I felt like? I felt like Chaz in uh, Chaz in uh, in in wedding crash. Just like Ma, Ma. I never know what she's doing in there. <laughs> Meatloaf. Never know. Never know why that drummer's still drumming. All right, sorry. <laughs> Take some measures off, man. Take some measures okay, off. Okay, sorry, sorry. All right, Wes, what's the best Christmas song? What is it? Oh, Trevor, do they know it's Christmas? The band Aid. Uh, when you got Bono, George Michael, and Boy George all singing for people who don't have food, that's clearly going to be for the, for the children. The best Christmas song ever. It's for the children of the world. Now, I'm not sure they gave anything to anybody, but they did do a song. And it's called never, Do They Know It's Christmas. We never know where that money goes, do we? 1984, gentlemen. Right. Greatest Christmas song of all time. All right. Mark, what's uh, the best for me, song? I'm going to tell you my favorite Christmas song of all time is It Must Have Been Old Santa by Harry Connick Jr. It's also on the best Christmas album of all time. Every time I hear that song... I immediately get into the Christmas holiday spirit. It's so much fun and such a cool, quirky song. Harry Connick's uh, amazing. I, I, Harry Connick's amazing, and and you know that that song right there is just it's it, it's it's the holiday spirit wrapped up. It's it's the closest thing you can come to, um, uh, uh, Mariah Carey. And I know I was going to say that next, but <laughs> I, I think everybody would hate me for that. Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I miss her movie this year and every I year. I pray on Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, Harry Connick. Uh, like some Harry Connick Jr. I'm going to go with Mark on that one. Mark, congratulations on that mm. round. That was good stuff. That's fine. Don't don't feed the children, but whatever. Okay, go ahead. Well, we don't know that they got the money, so we don't know that. All right, here we go. It Guys, was fewer to. It was Band Aid. It was Band Aid. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I need a Band-Aid for my ears over those horrible answers. Here we go. So the MMA Santa, anybody associated with mixed martial arts, you're going to get this guy to play Santa Claus. Who's this person going to be? Mark. Oh, for me, the MMA Santa is Nate Diaz. Because he gives me joy, and I haven't brought him up in like the last 30 seconds. So right. I just wanted to take the opportunity to bring him up right there She's and just a say that he just always gives me so much joy. Christmas or not, he is my Santa Claus. Wes, who is it? Well, I'm either going with Butterbean. We had a couple <laughs> MMA fights. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Butterbean. Okay. So... Butterbean. Oh my god. Uh you know, because uh, he's, you know, he's right a big jo- he's a big jolly guy. Uh Butterbean, or I was gonna say I'm just so glad this this is this show is professional. I was gonna say uh him or Vandalay Silva because you know if all, if you're a naughty kid, he'll just stomp you in the face. How do you go from Butterbean to Vandalay Silva? Because <laughs> <laughs> Wandy's gonna stomp you in the face if you're not if you're naughty or if you're naughty. So there you go. But it, yeah, what do you want really for your birthday dinner? Uh let me get like maybe some broccoli or a uh, uh, a, a three-month-old aged uh, sirloin uh, Kobe steak. <laughs> Let's go butterbean. Butterbean. A little bit of a gap there, wouldn't you say? All right, that's the end of that <laughs> round. I do not like butterbean. Butter why. There was a gentleman named Bart Gunn who won the WWF, I think at the time, Brawl for All. Butterbean was set up against him at WrestleMania in a boxing match, knocked him out. Uh, Bart Gunn trained in mixed martial arts, challenged Butterbean to fight in mixed martial arts, and he did not accept that challenge. (laughs) So uh, Butterbean cannot be a a Santa because he did not spread enough joy to the mixed martial arts world. Now, he Mm. did in the super heavyweight boxing world, so... Mark Allen, David, you win that round again. You are oh, on the man. tear. Wesley, you're going to have to oh, pick it up wow. here. Hard to beat Butterbean. All right, Wesley, I'm going to go with you again <laughs> give you a chance to catch up here. Color lights or white lights on a Christmas tree? What you picking, Wes? It's easy. Color lights. Just white lights are just boring. The world is meant to be seen in color. You guys remember that video of the of the like 60-plus-year-old man who was colorblind? And he puts the glasses on that gives him colors, and he literally loses his mind because he sees color for the first time. We we take for granted color because we can see it, no. but but uh, it, yeah, what you should you should Google it because you'll cry. It's it's one of the most beautiful beautiful like videos I've ever seen. Just got this guy seeing color. So color lights always, all the time, every time. Okay, I'm going to go with white lights. I don't know if you've ever seen the video of the guy who only saw everything in color, and for the first time, 
He put on some glasses and he saw all the lights in white. <laughs> and he started crying. No, no. And it, it literally, like, it changed my life when oh I saw it. And no. I was like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. Those lights. I've no. never seen all those lights in white. And I want to give that to not just my children. It's not an answer. to the children of the world. Mm. I want all the children to see lights in white. Mm. Mark, that was no a great effort. And color lights is obviously the answer. Really, Christmas time, I think, is a lot geared for the children and hope and, you know, just just uh, some magicalness in the air. And children like color lights. They don't like boring white lights. So I'm with Wesley on that one. Good job, Wes. Okay. All right. Thank Christmas you. wreaths. Are they overrated or underrated? Mark, Allen, David. Underrated 100%. Underrated because Christmas wreaths are like fun. They're like you know, the you can you can get the basic wreath and you can get the family together. You can all make your own wreath. You can like you can decorate it. You can hang them anywhere. They're super fun. Like we've done this for years, uh, where we just take a basic wreath and you get to decorate it and hang it up and pick where you want it and make the wreath your own. It's a little bit more difficult to do that with with a Christmas tree, but with a wreath, you know, you, everybody kind of gets their own. It's like super fun. It's a, it's a holiday tradition, in my opinion. All right, Wes, I got what do you to think? make. I got to make. Got to make these with Mr. Joe Carpenter in good old Ennis, North Carolina, when I was growing up. Hundred uh, percent real. Look, there's nothing that invites you into a home more than a sweet smelling pine wreath on the door. Unlike a real Christmas tree, like last week. The real thing is the real deal. And when you see that wreath on the door, it's like it's inviting you in to watch some UFC fight pass. It just invites you mm. in as like, hey, oh, come hey, on. You yeah. want to come, you want to come watch some Vanderlei Silva and Kazuki Sakuraba, <laughs> Kazushi Sakuraba okay. with me? Now you're hey, just gonna start dropping at, MMA Look at this wreath. Try to win. <laughs> hey, do you want to watch Hicks and Gracie in the first pride with me? That's what that wreath says on my door. And if you're an MMA oh, now you're fan, gonna steal my hey, Hickson if you're an MMA fan, from- I don't even know what you're talking about. But if but if <laughs> but if you want to come and watch some fights with me, that wreath is your is your invitation. Mm. That's why I leave my wreath on the door, 365 days ding, a year. Ding ding ding! I leave mine on the door because of Butterbean. <laughs> Mark was going to win that round, but Wesley mentioned Ennis, North Carolina, which reminded me of home. <laughs> right. And I spent many a moment in Ennis, <clears throat> and he mentioned Pride yeah. Fighting Championships, which I watched a lot over Christmas breaks growing up. Well done. Well Wesley done. Wesley wins that round. Good job. And Christmas wreaths so, are so grateful. very, very awesome. All right, guys. Mm. What fight should happen in 2021? Wesley. What you looking forward to in 2021? Israel Adesanya versus John Jones and and Zhang Weili versus Joanna Janjacek, number two. Mm, think it's coming. I want to see that rematch. Okay. I want to see the rematch because it's one of my favorite fights of all time. And I think for legacy, Israel Adesanya moves up to heavyweight and fights John Jones and wins and, and makes history. He does what Connor couldn't have done, which is win three titles after he's beaten Jan wow. by heavyweight. He goes up to heavyweight to beat John Jones. That's a Jones tall order. At the end of 2021. It's a tall order. Mark, what you picking? Um, well, I'm definitely not picking John Jones because um, I'd never want to see John Jones in a fight ever right? again. 
for various but, reasons. But we want to see him lose. But I will say the pick is Khabib versus basically anyone. Mm. I want Khabib back. That's that's my Christmas wish right there. If I wanted to uh, give me Tony, give me Aliquinta, just just anything. I want Khabib back. I think he's not done. And I think he knows he's not done. So give me Khabib. Give me Khabib and Tony. I don't even I know that this is everybody saying oh, it's not gonna happen. I don't care. I don't care. Give me Khabib. I want my Khabib. That's that is my 2021. Wish. Ding, ding, ding. The round is over. Mark Allen David did not listen to the My MMA podcast on Spotify, Apple, or your platform of choice last week because clearly I have mm-hmm. thrown in the towel on Khabib and Tony. So that is Don't care. absolutely <laughs> absurd. You didn't that you ask were not me that. Good notes. Well, you didn't answer the way I wanted you to. So, Wesley, you will win that round <laughs> there as well. Fair oh, man. All right. I got to make a comeback Wesley, here. Dana White handling. Well, it's pretty close. I haven't been keeping score, but it's somewhat close. All right. Dana White's handling of the pandemic in 2020. Wesley, overrated or underrated? Uh, it's underrated, man. We've had some of the greatest fights in the last five years. Because of this pandemic. I mean, he's had a UFC on, what, almost every single weekend since March? I can't think of very many weekends that we've not had a UFC. And especially when there was no sports. Now, just imagine if you're just a diehard MMA fan, like all of our My MMA podcast listeners who listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or your platform of choice. But we had had fights almost every weekend. And it was incredible. Because if I was bored or didn't have nothing to do, oh, that's right, there's a UFC on. And I think they were, I think they did it as safely as possible. If someone tested positive, they were knocked out of the card or removed from the building. So, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be an MMA fan in 2020. Kudos to the UFC for being the first sport back on television when everyone said it could not be done. Well done. What do you think, Mark Allen, David? Okay, so I, I initially would like to say that it's uh, that Dana White is underrated in his handling of the pandemic uh, because of such an amazing year and all the effort he's gone through to really make um, every effort to keep people safe and give us some really amazing fights and really pioneer uh, getting sports back into you know the living rooms of people all across the country. But I'm going to go with overrated because Fight Island is still really weird (laughs) and completely unnecessary. (laughs) That's what I got. All right. Ding, ding, ding. I like how you answered that. We had a lot of great fights, that's for sure. I mean, we had some epic wars in 2020. We got the fighters in the cages. There was no big outbreaks. But Mark Allen David, you win this round. Fight Island is still creepy. All right. Here we it's go. It's still creepy. Overrated or underrated? Wesley Edwards representing East Ennis. Uh, mm. Christmas cards, are they overrated or underrated? Ooh, baby, they are underrated because if I need something to wipe my butt with on a long road trip, <laughs> oh. I can pull those cards out and I can use those. Or if, if I want to start a fire, I'll ha- I have something that I can start a fire with. And so, uh, yeah, the Christmas cards, love them. Love them as, as cup holders and fire starters and toilet and road trip toilet paper. So definitely underrated. Wow, I think that uh, the cynicism that you put into that answer was not only uh, not appreciated, but kind of gross. I'm going to go with 
um, Christmas cards are underrated because even though I really don't enjoy the process of making them, I absolutely love getting Christmas cards from friends and I actually save them. And what I do every year, and this is a true story, I'll take pictures of the cards and I'll text them to people and say, remember, this is like two or three, four years ago. And uh, I keep them all. I keep all my all the Christmas cards I get from people. They're, they're friends and family. Um, I love them. Got a big box of Christmas cards from everybody every year. And uh, I really just don't want to wipe my butt with the Christmas cards. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Well, if... Wesley needs to um, use Christmas cards for that reason. He will get lots of paper cuts, which will make me laugh. But overall, I like getting Christmas cards. It's like the it's like a better version of Facebook. You only hear from somebody once a year, and you see how nice their family's doing. That's all I care about. There you go. That's no fair enough. I like involved. that. Mark Allen David for that round for sure. And by Ooh. my calculations, which I haven't been calculating, we are tied going into the last are we round. Tied going into the last wow. round. Wow. That's super weird. It's How many first, times has that even happened? First time. First time in first 50 time episodes. Ever. Here we go. Which MMA fighter looks most like an elf? Wesley, which one? Which one of those guys looks most like an elf that could be up there with Santa hammering out some toys? Like kids play with those kind of toys anyway <laughs> these days. But anyway, what? <laughs> Who looks like an elf? I'm either going with Sean Shirk or uh, Walid Ishmael. Remember that guy? Remember oh, Walid yes. Ishmael? It's it's. You remember it's it's actually Viegas and Figueroa's or Davis and Figueroa's manager is Walid Ishmael. Uh, but he he right. looks like a, he right. looks exactly. And he tapped out Hoist Gracie. Where do you pull this stuff from? Like, what? Do you just have a catalog of nonsense? He's an MMA. He fought in the UFC in Pride back in the day. Did he not tap out Hoist Gracie? Wasn't he one of the first to do that? Isn't that right? Am I I crazy Uh, on that? I think there's something. No, I think you're right. I think there's something like that. It was a Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. He beat beat Henzo. In a, in a submission mm. grappling tournament, he beat Henzo Gracie. Yeah, Volley looks like Hoist an angry Gracie. elf, but Sean Shirk fits the fits the mold. He'd be the, so the muscle go. the muscle elf. He'd be he's the one that's going. He's the enforcer. Right, Mark, here's your chance to come back. Okay, I this is easy for me. It's Diego Sanchez. He is the definitive MMA <laughs> angry elf. <laughs> I mean, he fits every single aspect of the elf. He's the right size. He has the right attitude. He has the right haircut. All of the above. And I'll tell you, he's at the, the right end of the size. Day, How oh, is he's, he the right he's size. The Have you seen Diego Sanchez? Dude, he, uh, he, yeah. 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 You measure him. My turn to talk. Yeah. You measure, <laughs> you measure him because right he's now. usually, he's usually on his back. <laughs> so he does, he doesn't stand up very high because he's <laughs> laid flat. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a hundred percent Diego Sanchez because to me he is the ultimate MMA angry elf on the shelf. Just look at his face. <laughs> All right, ding ding ding. That is the official end of our holiday. Overrated and underrated. Pins and needles. And the winner is I need I need a drum roll for this. I need a drum roll. That's Christmas vacation reference right there. All right, right, here we go. The winner is 
you fans for getting to hear this wonderful contest. Obviously, Mark Allen David killed Wesley. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close there at the end there. He he mentioned Diego Sanchez, and he mentioned Elf on the Shelf. I I brought uh, up Wally Ishmael. That was awesome. You even had to look up. If he beat Hoist Gracie or not. I mean, how how in the world? Not to mention, he's way angrier than Diego Sanchez and way louder. Golly, it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's fair to say that there's nobody in the history of the world that's ever been yeah. angrier than Diego Sanchez. His name Listen. is Nate or Nick Diaz or Valid Ishmael. <laughs> if, uh, if Wesley, if you don't like the results, feel free to go back and edit this out, okay? You can edit that out too, okay? <laughs> wow that was a little passive aggressive even though i won i just had to call that out oh congratulations i can all edit right. all i can edit it all out as always we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show but even more so we would like to say thank you for taking the time away from the family this holiday holiday season holiday 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 season the holiday season to come play <laughs> mma with us I love to work with these guys and absolutely love getting the opportunity to create and spend time doing this. And it's extra special that you come along with us on this journey every week. On behalf of all of us on the show, please enjoy your holiday and we will see you next week with more fun and banter. We truly love you. All the My MMA Podcast Nation, have a Merry Christmas and stay healthy out there. Hey, did Chaos Williams you know, actually stare down Michelle Pajeda for at least 10 minutes? How long did he act? Like, he never blinked. He just looked at him the whole time with anger, literally for 10 minutes. I don't know. That was fantastic. Boys, I, boys, I just want to congratulate Appalachian State on their sixth bowl win, which takes place tomorrow. So hopefully when Wes edits this and releases it, I will be correct on that. Go App State. <laughs> also, I have not gotten my uh, 3X Large Affliction Black and Gold T-shirt. Have you guys sent that yet? I'm getting kind of worried there. FedEx seems to be backed up. Is it on the way? Or what I, think, I think it is. I think it is. All right. We stop it. Peace. Yeah. On the 12th day of MMA, Dana gave to me 12 months of fight pass. 11, Dana's angry. Ten Connor callouts, nine Rousey arm bars, eight Khabib takedowns, seven Ortiz elbows, six MLB smiles, five roundhouse kicks from the one and only Chuck Norris, four rampage slams, three triple C's, two Stockton slabs, and, and a retweet from <laughs> Hawaii. Start out. No, I just did Hickson, dude. Hickson. It's Hickson, not Rickson. Jeez. Learn your names. I just, I just can't, I can't win. <laughs>